Last time I spoke, we covered uh, chapters 1 and 2. We're going to cover chapter 3 this morning. As always, I hope something that's said will be beneficial to you in some way. It's very short chapters, only five verses. But I can't go into chapter 4 because chapter 4 goes with the rest of the book and y'all don't want me standing up here all day. Uh, The book of Hosea has been very good uh, for me to study. I've gotten a lot from it. One of the things, I guess, that most sticks out is that no matter how bad I can mess up, no matter how bad Gomer messed up in this book, she is forgiven. God wants you to be his child. He wants you to be the bride of Christ. And no matter what you could do, I mean, you could shoot up all the heroin, snort all the coke, drink all the alcohol, he still forgive you. It does not matter what you could possibly, you cannot do enough sin or sin bad enough that God cannot forgive you. That is how strong the blood of Christ is. And that one of the, one of the things that uh, I've learned from, from this book, uh, the first three chapters with Hosea really cover his, his personal life, his life, his, his marriage to Gomer. The rest of the book uh, covers God towards Israel. Uh, Hosea was prophesying somewhere around uh, 785 to 725 B.C. Uh, he's one of the earlier prophets that we have. He, uh, in the book, I mean, you, you turn back past Hosea and you get to Daniel. Daniel didn't even exist whenever Hosea was was prophesying. So, I mean, it's if you put Hosea in the, in chronological order, he needs to go back somewhere there in Kings along with a bunch of other uh a bunch of the other prophets. Uh last time I spoke, we we looked at uh Hosea, his name means deliverer. Uh a lot of the names in here have very important meanings. Um uh, he had three children. He well, he was he was told to marry Gomer. Uh her name means fail or failure. Uh, also, it has in there to uh, come to an end uh, is what Gomer's name means. Uh, they had three children, the first one being Jezreel, uh, and that goes back to the valley of, of Jezreel. Uh, God will sow, and he's going to sow uh, vengeance, vengeance on the bloodshed that was from Jehu. Uh, naming your child Jezreel is... It's like naming your child Omaha Beach or, or uh, Normandy or somewhere where there's been a great battle and there's been a lot of bloodshed. I mean, a lot. You go back in time and, and throughout the Old Testament, the, the Valley of Jezreel, is, uh, it, it's bloody. I mean, it, they're just blood after blood. Uh, Jehu, I think he, he, uh, I think he shed the most there. But... Uh, and then, and then after she had, uh, they had Jezreel, they had a daughter named Lohuremu. Uh, her name means not pitied. And that was that God was not going to show pity on the children of Israel for the sins that they were in. And then, uh, then another uh, son after that, uh, Loami, Loema, uh, and that means not my people. Uh, God is not uh, going to recognize them as his people because of the sins that they had committed the at this time Israel is divided uh, Israel and Jude, uh, 
Judah are in the north and the south, Israel's in the north. But at this time, there, like every hilltop, there is an idol. There is a god of some sorts. Uh, Gomer being a, a whore, a, a woman of whoredom, uh, they, one of their main gods that they worshipped was a fertility god. So that was, I mean, there was sex everywhere. And it didn't matter if you were married to the person or not, or if, or even if they were the same sex or not. They worshiped this fertility god, uh, Baal. We look at uh, Baal, and Baal's, a, Baal's like a generic god. Like a, Baal would be like the, the, gods, the, the god of India. And, you know, they have umpteen thousand of them. And, and so whenever we see the word Baal, that just means a god other than the one true god that they are worshiping at the time. Uh, so that brings us to chapter 3. Uh, these chapters uh, are not in chronological order. Uh, Hosea is prophesying in, in chapter 2 and chapter 1 about stuff that, that's going to happen, as most prophets do. So the next thing we get to might not have, all the stuff of previous might not have taken place yet. So we get to chapter 3. Uh, we're going to begin there in verse number 1 of Hosea. It says, And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisin. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer, of, and a homer and a lepid of barley. And I said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without a king or prince, without a sacrifice or pillar, without the ephod of the house, pillar without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek to the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in fear of the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. That's chapter 3, and it's going to take us the rest of the time to get through that. Uh, like I said, we're not going to dive into chapter 4 because it does, it, it goes on for the rest of the book. Um, so we have there in the beginning that the uh, Lord said to, to Hosea, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress. So we, we weren't given Gomer's name, but... 99.9% of the people that believe that he's told to love his wife again. She has become an adulteress. Adulteress is a, a married woman who is uh, enjoying the relations of a husband and wife without the husband, without their spouse. Pretty much is what an adulterous, adulterous woman is. So she has found love in the arms of another man, and he's told to go and get her. Um, Jose is a good man. I guess he's following the will of God. I think I would have rebelled at that point. It said, even as the, lo uh, the, lo even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. I've, I'm reading this out of the English Standard Version. It's a lot simpler for me to understand and to get through. Uh, I'm not very good with Elizabethan English to begin with, so... Um, yeah, that's, that's what that, 
the ephods uh, refers to as the cakes of raisin. You know, that these fertility gods and, and all these other gods, I mean, she, Gomer just keeps going back. You know, she's there in chapters 1 and 2, she was, she was partying all day long with, with her old friends, and, and she, had, she didn't change. You know, she'd come home at night to, to Hosea and then party all day with her friends. You know, it, we, we see a lot of Christians that are like that, and they're not Christians. They're, they're people that, that show up to church on Sunday, but the rest of the week, they're in the world. You know, something that, that we have to guard ourselves against is, is being like that, going out and, and conforming to the past life that we had or conforming to the people that are around us and not living as Christians. You, know, I, there, you, you hear me talk whenever I'm working cattle and I'm not a Christian. I mean, stupid animals bring out stupidity in myself. I forget my place. I forget where I belong, and I belong to Christ. And my speech should reflect that. Uh, you see a dark red heifer out in our pasture with her nose bleeding, that's because I was not being a Christian. Uh, Go on in verse number two. Uh, verse number two says, So I uh, bought her for 15 shekels of silver and for a homer and a leffet of barley. And I said to her, you must, dwell with, you must dwell as mine for many days. The interesting thing is I, I don't, we're not told the position that Gomer got herself into. Now, whether he, uh, Hosea had to buy her from her pimp, whether she sold herself into prostitution, whether she sold herself for uh, a temple prostitute, we don't know. The answer is yes. Whatever it is, it's yes. She, that's what she did. She got herself into the position that she could not herself get out of. Hosea had to buy her back. Now, I'm not, we're not told the exact price. I don't know what this would equivalent to today. All I know is uh, he, had to, he had to go get barley to get his wife back because he didn't have enough silver. It took everything that he had to get his wife back, and he paid the price. As we look at ourselves today as Christians, the position that we get ourselves in as sin, we cannot buy ourselves out of. You cannot do enough good deeds. You can't have enough good friends. You know, be the good old boy. You can be a good old boy, a good old gal all day long, and you cannot buy yourself out of the sin predicament that you are in. It's not enough. There's only one way to get yourself out of that sin predicament, and that is through Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Christ is how you get out of that. There had to be an ultimate sacrifice for you and I. Nobody in here is a Jew, right? Okay, you had to have the blood of Christ. We see, we see time and time again throughout, throughout this whole book of Hosea, and especially these first three chapters of, of, of Jesus Christ. 
of the love of our Lord and Savior, uh, especially whenever we get down to uh, verse number 5. That God loves you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his own son to have you. Uh, verse number 3, it says, And I said to her, You must well as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man, so will I also be to you. Repentance is what we see here in this verse. Is you are not going to live the life that you were. You're going to dwell as mine, dwell as my wife. Dwell as my spouse, and I will be to you a husband. A beautiful picture of what we have today as Christians about being the bride of Christ as the church. We go on to verse number 4. It says, For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without a king or a prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. This, this king, this prince, you look back in, in the children of Israel or the northern kingdom of Israel, you look back since, uh, since the kingdom divided, they never had a good king. They're better off to dwell without a king, without a prince, without a priest, because all their priests were just as corrupt, corrupt. In order to get whatever you needed from the priest, in order for him to make a sacrifice for you, for some reason or another, you had to pay the man. The man got a portion of it. The priest did. Right? So, if you're a priest and you're corrupt and crooked, and you want to make more money, what's the easiest way to do it? Tell your people to go and sin. Bever, go and sin, and then come back and pay me, and we'll make a sacrifice for it. You know? Go and sin. These priests were corrupt. They were no good. And besides that, all the people that were in their kingdom needed to go to Judah to make a sacrifice anyway. So they built all these false temples, put up all these false gods to keep the people there. So they didn't have to go all the way to Judah, to Jerusalem, and make a sacrifice. They'd stay right there, the money would stay right there, and they'd become wealthy. That's why he says, you will not have a king, you will not have a prince, you will not have a priest, you won't have anything. I'll take, those, I'll take that sin away from you. It's causing you to stumble. As we grow as Christians, we need that. We need to grow in the knowledge, that way we put all this stuff away from us, it causes us to stumble. As you grow in knowledge and you desire God you desire to please him, you put that stuff away from you. No, Lord, I do not want to be a drunkard. I will not hang out at the bar. I will not have these types of friends. I will have this type of friend. That uh, without an effort, where are my notes? Page, that might help. The, the ephod or the uh, tephraim, those are both uh, idols and images. Like I said, this land was, well, it was scattered with them. Get away from that. 
Get that stuff out of your life. Is it causing you to sin? Remove it. What are the things that are causing you to stumble and to stay away from your Lord and Savior? What's separating you from eternity in heaven? Verse number 5 says, Afterward the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. And they shall come in fear of the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. And the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God, David their king. That doesn't really quite fit, does it? What is David doing in there? I mean, we're in the book of Hosea. David's been dead for 220 years. Let's look at that for a second. If you've got a, got a Bible, device of some sort, you boy, turn with me to Ezekiel. 34 and verse number 23. Ezekiel 30. Ezekiel 34 verses 23 and 24. So he says, and I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David, a prince among them, and I, and I, and them, I, the Lord, has spoken it. So we even see, even in later books of, of Ezekiel, that, that they, they keep referring to this David. What, that re, what they're referring to is the line of David, to the one true king, to the one who went to the cross for you and I, and that is the Son of God, the one we refer to as Jesus Christ, who went to the cross for your sins. See, and even then, they prophesied of the one that was going to save us. Another verse, Jeremiah 23. 3 verses 5 and 6. Jeremiah 23 verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. And a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Once again, that branch, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. True and honest judgment. That's what we see throughout the whole book of Hosea is a people that stumble and fall and true and righteous judgment and being redeemed. Now this whole book points to Jesus Christ over and over again, time and time again, our Lord and Savior. Last one we're going to look at is in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 11. 
verses 1 through 5. Isaiah 11, 1 through 5. And there shall come forth the rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. That righteous, that true judgment, how we all will be judged in those later days where our time here on this earth has come by Jesus Christ. Time and time again, we have scripture after scripture pointing to the one true Savior, the sacrifice for our sins, Jesus Christ. You know, Hosea, I don't know what the price is that he paid for Gomer. But he was willing to do it. He's willing to pay everything that he had. God was willing to sacrifice his own son for you and I. And the thing is, is that if we do not accept that sacrifice, if we do not accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, he will not accept us. And we will not be his children. No, our, our body will go back to the earth. God gets our soul. Their spirit and our soul goes to hell. And that's it. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, hell is your home for eternity. 